Hey folks, CA Rachana Ranade here and I welcome you all to another episode of Finance Simplified, the podcast which is about MTAR Technologies. We are going to try and understand as to why this stock is down by almost 33% from its all-time high. So, let's get started. You know why I specifically thought about taking this defense stock many people were asking you know ma'am please tell us about this defense stock and we need to understand that when the entire sector is really hot when the entire sector is really rallying what is wrong with this stock and first and foremost I thought that I should try and really bring this to the notice of all my viewers that should we really categorize this company as a defense stock or not? And for that, we need to understand the revenue breakup of this company. The company gets revenues from four or five different areas. One is clean energy, civil nuclear, clean energy, fuel cells and others. Space, defense, products and others. Okay, and then it is a total. FY23 figures, percentage-wise, maximum revenue is generated from clean energy, fuel cells and others. And defense contributes to only 2.64% of the total revenue. This is as at FY23. So, achha, it, does some revenue come from defense sector? Yes, but we should not label this company as a defense company. I hope this first point is clear. But then you might be like, achha, but then what does the company do? If they are selling something to all these sectors, what do they actually do? I just tell you in simple words, what does it do? In simple words, they manufacture certain components. These are engineering components. Okay. And these components are used in various industries. Which industries? That's what I told you right now. Na? Industries like clean energy related industries, space, defense. In all these industries, their components are going to be used. Now, one important point is that their components, the company, the company which manufactures these components, these components are precision components. Means what? The accuracy has to be high and there has to be consistency. That is why they have mentioned that tolerance will be just 5 to 10 microns. So it has to be really consistent. It has to be really accurate. Then next question comes up is to whom does the company actually sell their components, their engineering components? You will understand that, oh my God, company has some impressive clientele. Maybe uh, Tata's or directly DRDO, Rafael, HAL, so many, so many. Someone called as Bloom Energy. I'm going to talk about this in the next section. Now let's start with the reasons as to why this stock plummeted by more than 33% from all-time highs. And the very first reason that I can think of is about the quarterly results. Now whenever I talk about quarterly results, number one, you have to understand that we have to analyze the numbers which are present in the quarterly uh, results. And number two, we have to also understand what is the management guidance or what is the management commentary which is generally a part of the management con call. Okay, so we are going to try and analyze both. We are going to check Q2 and Q3. Okay. First, let's understand about some key points about Q2 because when they came up with their quarter two numbers on 9th of November 2023, the stock plummeted by more than 11%. Now, what happened here was that the numbers were not that bad in Q2. Problem was that the guidance that they gave was not really appreciated by the market. Company negatively revised their revenue guidance from 830 to 860 crores in Q in FY24 to 670 to 700 crores. Okay. So, in simple words, what did the management say? That we expect lesser revenue. Okay. Also, they mentioned that EBITDA guidance 
which was originally at 28%, they said we would want to revise it at 26% for FY24. And this was also, also not liked by the investors. So in terms of sales revenue and in terms of EBITDA margin, both were revised negatively. Both were revised in a downward direction. Now we need to understand, okay, now the fresh revenue estimate was around 670 to 700 crores. What happened in the Q3 results? The Q3 results were, uh, you know, disclosed on the Valentine's Day. Control, control, control. Hmm. You know what happened? It was a heartbreak. Okay, why? Because even though it was red, but the Valentine's red is not to be considered good. This time red means hmm, it's not considered good in the stock market. Because on 14th of Feb, after the results were declared, the stock tanked by almost 9%. Now here we need to understand what all things happened. Did the numbers also speak up badly and also what about the guidance so let's understand about the numbers and be it operating income qoq basis or yoi basis qoq down by 29 percent yoi down by 26 percent i'm talking about operating income right if i talk about ebitda ebitda down qoq by 33.9 percent yoi by 47 percent and even net profit is down by 48.9 percent qoq and yoi 66.8 percent down huge dip in the numbers itself well what about the guidance now if you remember the guidance which were which was revised revenue guidance which was revised to 670 to 700 crores now further got revised at a point lower to 610 crores so i hope you are understanding that back to back management kept on giving lower quarterly guidance uh, uh, kept on giving lower revenue guidance and this was not definitely appreciated by the investors on top of that, this time management said we would not want to, you know, specifically talk about EBITDA numbers and they have not given any guidance about EBITDA in their Q3 earnings call. Now, when I checked what was the EBITDA Q2 guidance for, uh, so uh, in the Q2 guidance, basically, what was the number of EBITDA margin that they had given for FY24? The number that they had mentioned was 26% plus or minus 1%. So basically, what management was telling that for FY24, our EBITDA would be from in the range of, let us say, 25 to 27%. But when I checked EBITDA for nine months ended, I found out that it is standing currently at only 21.6%. So it means that whatever guidance has been given, that has also not been met by the management. So obviously it was not taken up positively by the investors. Now you imagine this, sales numbers going down, guidance going down, EBITDA numbers going down, and PE of the stock is around 72 a big learning for all the investors is that whenever PE is very high and if the company is actually revising the estimates upwards, is beating them, is giving further higher up, up estimates, is again beating them, still higher PE is okay. But if you are already at a higher PE and you are revising the numbers downwards, it will not be able to sustain that high PE and the stock price ideally corrects. Now let's move on to the second reason, which is client concentration. Now, when we tried to check the management con call, we found out one line there, which mentioned that Bloom Energy was one of their clients and this client deferred the shipment and they mentioned that that client was shifting or transitioning from old tech to new tech. Okay. Now, when I actually read this, I said, is it only because of one client that the revenue guidance was revised from almost 860 crores to 610 crores? So, is there a possibility that this client could be a significant one? Because they had mentioned the name of this client in the con call. Now, I tried to check it, but the presentation or the con call did not mention the overall dependence on this single customer or the percentage of revenue generated from this customer. 
that is the reason why me and my team we started to dig down into other details that is there any other report in which we are getting some information or not and that is where we came across a crystal report dated 30th june 2023 and in that it was mentioned that the this company is highly dependent on a single client which is bloom energy which is a global leader in solid oxide fuel cells but the revenue contribution this important point revenue contribution of this client has been consistently over 60% during fiscal 2019 to 2023 with the exception of 21 where the contribution was about 50% but the share of bloom energy in overall revenue mix will remain above 60% over the medium term now can i say this is like one single client actually generating a lot of revenue for the company and answer is obviously yes now we said acha if this is such a big client we need to know a little bit more about this client and mere google search we just try to see what were their numbers because of course it's not an indian company and typically in the western countries everyone knows that calendar year is equal to financial year it was mentioned that us hydrogen firm bloom energy posts 209 million loss for 2023 so this is the full year ended correct for entire year ended 209 million dollars loss and with nearly 4 billion dollars deficit which was accrued to date is that a big number answer is obviously yes in fact the story doesn't end here it is also it was also mentioned that the company's cfo was set to resign now i said oh bap re so much so much points but how has the stock price of this company performed the stock price of this company has corrected by more than 55% in the last one year itself and in fact it was also mentioned in one of the reports that this company bloom energy is set out for a restructuring plan which was approved in september 2023 they are also reducing its workforce they have actually laid off more than 200 full time staff and 56 contractors Oh my god is that is that a big one yes so i hope you have understood how can you research about a specific reason for downfall and we started with what client concentration we came up to one name we tried to understand how much revenue was contributed by that client and we then also understood what is the financial performance of that client now if you remember i had said that overall revenue contribution of the company 77% is contributed by clean energy fuel cell segment and this company bloom energy falls into the same segment so i hope you have understood the second reason for the downfall in this stock now let's move on with the third reason and it says increase in working capital days now if you don't know what are working capital days investo investopedia basically gives a very simple explanation of that it measures the average time it takes a company to convert its inventory and receivables into cash i'll try and simplify this further assume that the company has inventory okay they sell it how much days will be required to receive that cash okay plus assume that company has receivables means what they have already sold it and money is yet to be received from the customers within how many days are they able to receive this money from the customers so simple ideally earlier the better so lower the better is is the thumb rule now let's see what is the company i mean what are the company's numbers speaking up again we have taken this data data from their investor presentation total working capital days have been continuously increasing and they have gone up from 230 days to 278 days to 283 days and to 302 days so is this a good sign answer is obviously not 
So what does the interpretation suggest? It means that if their working capital days are increasing, there are great chances that the company is not able to fulfill their existing working capital requirement. In simple words, they are not easily able to fund the day-to-day -day operations of their company with the existing cash. Now to solve for this, what are the options available with the company? Obviously, possibility number one, they can take a borrowing. Possibility number two, they can sell equity and they can raise funds. Let's see if their borrowings have gone up and let's also see if the promoter's holding has also gone down or not. We'll go one by one. First, we'll focus only on borrowings. FY20 to FY23, their long-term borrowings has been continuously increasing and it has gone up from zero to 77.72 crores. And if I'm talking about short-term borrowings, it has gone up from 29.13% to 65%, uh, sorry, 29.13 crores to 65.63 crores. And is that a big one? Answer is obviously yes, okay? The promoter holdings have been going down from December 22 to December 23 and have gone down from 47.18% to 37.26%. So has the holding gone down continuously? Yes, promoters have also pledged their shares and the pledge percentage was around 6.89% which increased gradually to almost 9.16% as at December 2023. Now let's move on to the reason four and that is nothing but the overall financial matrices or the financial matrix. I'm going to compare quickly four years financial year 20, 21, 22, 23. You'll be like, are EBITDA is so increasing from 58 crore it has gone up to 154 crores net profit that has gone from 31 crores to 104 crores where is the problem hmm. now the problem starts with CFO that is cash flow from operations which was at 56 crore at one point in time and it has gone down to 9 crores at one point minus 30 crores and then ultimately right now at again 9 crores if you remember, I had also talked about working capital days in just the previous section of the video. And that is where you understood that if working capital days are increasing, that is going to create a cash crunch. And that is what is also seen again in the borrowing numbers, where it has gone up from 2.91 crores to 143.35 crores. One important metrics again is CFO by EBITDA. Now, what does this mean? EBITDA, of course, everyone knows earning before interest tax, de depreciation and amortization. And because this is before depreciation and amortization, which is a non-cash expense, ideally, this number should be pretty close to cash flow from operations. The number was pretty close in FY20 because this ratio of CFO by EBITDA comes to 96.55%. But as we move by the years, you will see that from 96.55%, this has gone down to 5.84%. So thumb rule is ideally CFO and EBITDA should go as close as possible. So closer the better. But at FY23, it has gone pretty far away from the CFO number. So I hope you have understood the fourth reason, which is financial metrics. And let's move on with the fifth reason, which is, I am not going to tell you the fifth reason. You have to tell me what is your reason about why this stock is falling. Everything is not going to be a spoon feeding. This channel is more about making you self-empowered so that you are also able to do your own analysis. You are also able to figure out the reasons for increase in stock prices or decrease in stock prices. Well, if you went through this entire properly, you might have understood that we have spoken only about the negative points. Does this mean that there are no positives for this company? Answer is obviously not. Of course, there are certain positive points for the company, but this entire was focused on why this stock is actually down by 33% from its all-time high and that is the reason why we have focused more on negatives. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Finance Simplified. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and also found some value in it. If you did, don't forget to share it with your friends and relatives. Till then, take care. Jai Hind. Thank you.